Hello and welcome back to another episode of the human side of learning and talent technology. We're back for another great week of discussion around topics and trends and what's going on in learning and talent with technology, with organizations as they ramp up their compliance year or, or everything going on with, with learning and talent and their technology. Tiffany is back with me. My name's Bennett. And we have a special guest today, Mr. Tim Carlson, Blue Water's, Hi, Blue Water's Chief Client Officer, is joining us today. We're really excited to have him on. We're going to talk about staff augmentation, uh, what that means, why it's important, why so many organizations in learning and organizational development are starting to really ramp up and, and bring in some outside skilled resources and just everything going on with that. Before you get started, though, Ben, and before we jump right in, I heard you have a new addition to your family. Yes. I feel like we got to spend some time on this. It's not a goat. Well, that's good since you live in an apartment. Well, I don't now. Oh. I do live in a house. I have a backyard that could maybe fit one goat. But you can't have one goat. I can't. I don't think my city allows goats. It's like, no, it's just you can't have one. It's goat math. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, is there there's a, there's a formula to goats? There is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it an odd number or what? No. You gotta have at least two. You want one and then you have six. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a it's an exponential number. Yes. It sounds like you speak from experience. Maybe. Just just a little (laughs) bit. Very good. But it's not a goat. I I added and I don't know why I did this, because Mm. he's eight weeks old. He's a little monster. But yes, I got a new puppy. Ah. He's a husky mix. My old or my older puppy, Aria, she's she's five, and so I thought it was oh, it's time to get a new a friend, uh, someone, to, a running mate, a, a little buddy, which she loves. They play nonstop all day long. Really awesome. Uh, they've become best friends already, but he is a handful. How is he at night? Uh, better. Oh, good. I didn't sleep the first couple nights. Yeah. Wow. He's not a big fan of a crate, oh. um, but but he's getting used to it now. I have the crate literally like. Touching my bed. It's so close to my bed so I can just, you know, reach down and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Please stop whining. <laughs> so, so how often does he get up during the night? So great question. The first couple nights, nonstop whining. And, mm-hmm. you know, he would settle down for a second. And then I'd, he'd start whining again. It's like, okay, it's time to, you know, go out. Mm-hmm. The last three or four nights, I've had him for a little over a week now. Last three or four nights. Not a peep all night long. Really? He's only eight weeks, nine weeks old, and he's making okay. it like seven hours. No. Which, that's Same fantastic. thing happens with real babies. That's only, it's is a he, trick. Really? Is he just yeah. tricking me? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to come back and get you. Okay. You're going to be like heavy asleep one night, and he's going to be like, time to party. <laughs> that's what happens. So it's crazy. It's just all of a sudden he flipped the switch and said, oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm more mature than you think I am. Mm-hmm. I can hold it for eight hours. So <laughs> wow. the last few nights have been great. Now he's, but in reality, he's awesome. He's he's the cutest little thing. He's you know, it's a lot lot going on in in the world in my life right now. So adding a puppy was probably not the best idea. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and I love him. He's awesome. So mm-hmm. all good. Thank you. And what's his name? Marty. Marty, is that a Marty Turco reference or? Ooh, that would be a good one. Yeah, we're both. Tim, Tim is a huge Stars fan, oh, just no. as I. Dallas Stars. Here we of go. Course. Sports ball. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. we can get into. We could probably Wrong do podcast. a whole. We should just do another podcast. We could on do a sports star, talk. Yeah, we yeah. can do sports Stars. Talk. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about the Stars right now. It's a tough. Been a tough week. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be a pretty negative uh, mm-hmm. podcast. So back to Marty. Yeah, back to Marty. <laughs> but no, so Mar- it's, a, it's not Marty Turco. It's more Marty McFly. Oh, okay. Oh. There you huge go. Back to the 
the Future fan. Okay. So I thought about naming him Biff, but okay. I didn't, then uh, so I went with Marty. Did you get him a vest? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. I'm, he's gonna got to fill out a little okay. bit more, so, right. I, so he doesn't like grow out of it right away. Okay, very good. <laughs> but that would be great. Vest and find <laughs> some shoes, put them on a little hoverboard. That's correct. He'll be he'll yeah. be all set. <laughs> this is out of control. This is too far. Did you ever think I'd be the person that dressed up my pets? No. Well, no. I'm gonna be. I, so watch I, out. Clearly, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fully aware. I I feel like you are. Do you dress up your goats? No. Oh. They have horns. Like, I'm not trying to get hurt. I don't like them that much. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's craziness around my household. Um, but, you know, potty training is going better than it was four days ago. Well, that's so excellent. We're progress. Slow but sure progress. So it's it's been fun. But, uh, but back to uh, augmenting staff. Well, you're and augmenting your household, there, am, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm adding some unskilled resource. resources to my, <laughs> to my crew at home. That's uh, right. And, and having to reskill or, or skill one and kind of reskill the other. So there you go. On that tune, mm-hmm. it's it's been a crazy year, obviously. Uh, we brought Tim on today to really um, shed some light on kind of what we do at Blue Water, but also what's going on in the industry. Um, obviously, it's been a crazy year. It seems like at, you know, with our clients, but I'm sure at a grander scheme, workload is is increasing at a, at a probably an all time rate of you know going from going through COVID and now trying to get through in, in maybe a different way or a better way or a, lots of change, a revolution of technology or staff or whatever. So the workload is starting to pick up again. We're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of um, trends in that direction. But staff may not be picking up again, or, exactly. or, or turnover might have happened, or you know furloughs or let goes. Absolutely. So Tim, what is what is even the idea of, of staff augmentation in the learning and talent world? Where does it play out? Why is it kind of growing a growing need? And and what what have we? I'm, I'm throwing a lot of questions at it. It is but, a lot of questions, but, but that's okay. In general, no. what what are your thoughts on staff augmentation and learning and talent and and how is that being used by our clients or just in the industry itself? Okay. Um, I would say from my perspective, it, the biggest thing that you get from st- staff augmentation is a skilled resource on demand. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go through the, the ramp up time mm-hmm. to bring somebody in new, find somebody that still doesn't know exactly how to do things your way that may or may not have that skill set. You're adding FTEs. And one of the things that that we've seen a lot of organizations over the last year is they've pared down. And so when they've pared down, they've gotten rid of some of their expertise um, and they don't have it in in their organization anymore. So they're bringing folks on um, in different ways and they're doing that through augmentation. And you can do that through a a full-time person coming in and working in your organization. But what we see more with our clients is a point of contact. Right, so you come in and bring in somebody to your organization that has a team of people behind him, mm-hmm. him or her, mm-hmm. and in doing so, you get a lot more knowledge and a lot more um, throughput, I guess you could say, um, from just having one person there in your organization. Yeah, that's interesting. With you know, when you think about losing a skilled resource in that regard. So a lot of, you know, obviously our clients and, and everyone in, in the learn, learning and talent world, if you're in the organizational development department or 
specifically learning or, or just managing those systems or your ecosystem, mm-hmm. you've got to have someone that knows the system. It, it can administer the system and, and do everything required of managing that system. So when you lose uh, a resource like that or, or need to hire a resource like that, it's they're not readily available. It's a, it's oh, a, no. it's a specific skill set and the, every system is a little different. So I, I think that's a great point what you said about um, a team of people behind you when you mm-hmm. have a, 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 you know, being able to augment or, or provide, have a service provider provide that support is you're not necessarily trying to hire a full-time resource Correct. and have that money allocated for just that one resource. You're probably spending a little less money on a team of resources to be able to manage, provide different services, provide different um, solutions within that platform that you're trying to to, to advance. Correct. And, and you're bringing in the right resource for the right task to that way, um, as opposed to somebody who has to have this wide variety of knowledge. Um, the other thing that you really get is the ability to um, right size that activity. So do you need, is it 10 hours or do you need mm-hmm. 20 hours a week or do you need 70 hours a week or uh, of work? What, what is your workload in that place? Um, and if you don't, if you if you don't have full time resources there, um, you've got the ability to um, adjust the um, adjust the size of the group or adjust the size of your your service to meet what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Adjusting and, and being flexible is is what at Blue Water we we provide. Obviously, a, a managed service um, solution or mm-hmm. you know, to be able to help organizations that either need day-to-day activities completed mm-hmm. uh, in the system, out of the system, more strategic uh, day-to-day or, or, or you know, long-term uh, type activities completed or everything in between. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that is obviously we're flexible. We can bring in an entire team or just one person, two people, whatever is necessary. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you can't be looking and finding skilled resources to bring right. on internally. You know, we're flexible to be able to scale it back, scale it up, work with you and the ebbs and flows of your business and your 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 team to be able to support what's necessary. And our clients have worked with us in a number of ways when they've kind of had us fill in that way. And it's not, you know, we talk about the technology. It's not just because we know how to run the technology as an expert or a, you know a, a company that can augment the st- augment your staff. We're coming in, we know generally the, what the business process or, or business drivers have a tendency to be in the industry. We get to know you a little bit. We know the technology, so we can kind of bridge all of that together. So part of that is some of our clients, when they've gone out and they've found the resource, we're, we're filling the short-term gap now. They found the resource. They've used us to help enable that resource to bring them up to speed in that in that position as well. So it's kind of a twofold solution mm-hmm. for our clients. So we're, we're a bit of an onboarding mechanism for, mm-hmm. for their resources as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they would go through their internal onboarding process, but we can we can help fill that gap too of, of getting them up to speed on the system they're administering or the processes that we've maybe helped um, define or, or work mm-hmm. with them on to implement, helping them get up to speed on uh, the whole ecosystem and sphere of, of, of knowledge they need to know to, to do their job going forward. Yep. 
Yeah, and I think the other thing that you see is the work comes in cycles, right? So if you look at your performance management sure. year, um, that's going to ebb and flow. If you look at compliance time for the year, that's going to ebb and flow. And so you've got to find a way to balance all of that out. And you, you need to ramp up or skinny down the service that you're, that you're needing at that time. And you've got the ability to do it through a managed service as opposed to... Um, you know, having to hire somebody for busy season. Right. And, and it, you know, there's more control over the cost to the business, right? You're not hiring a full-time resource that's overhead for nine months out of the year and you're using them in three Absolutely. months of peak season. Mm -hmm. Or so you're not bringing somebody on and, and releasing them right away. It's, we can come in, you know, or, or any organization come in with the experts that you need at the time that you need them for the minute you need it and then back to business as you need. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great point. I think we see that in a lot of different areas. From my, from my experience, I'd say the top things that I see the peak seasons hitting hard with are we have a, for, for example, we have a retail client who, you know, is, is obviously always creating new products and selling new products and mm -hmm. product training is critical to their ability to um, sell and, and Drive revenue. Drive revenue. Sure. So on a quarterly basis, there are tons of new courses that they're pushing out into their LMS platform mm -hmm. to train sales associates, train managers, train their entire frontline staff on what this product is all about. It could be a brand new product or an upgrade to an existing product, but there's so many courses that their team is not able to, or they, I'm sure they would be able to, to manage it, but the ability to have someone like Blue Water to lean on where they can continue focusing on what their day-to-day -day is and not have to spend, you know, a week out of every quarter completely consumed in loading content and testing content really allows them to continue to drive forward versus always being stuck in that cycle of, of, um, of updating and, and managing course content. But also on, on the talent side, compensation, performance, you know, those are mm -hmm. annual or semi-annual cycles. Mm -hmm. And for smaller organizations or smaller teams that maybe they, it's easiest to go, okay, we'll just spin up the new um, or the old way of we've done it last year. We don't, we want to make changes, but we just don't have the time to make changes. Let's just push out the cycle or the, the, you know, the task we created last year and call it done. We're able to help, you know, augment that and say, okay, we, we hear you. We know what you want to do. You don't have time to do it. Let us help you build a new task or build a, um, you know, an annual performance review cycle or performance review test that matches what you're trying to do going forward, not what you've struggled with in the past. Yeah. We've, we've actually had clients come back to us and say the fact that you've got somebody that is current and knows current functionality and knows what's coming in the next release and those types of things. Um, the, our clients appreciate being able to move forward instead of training somebody two years ago and then they're doing the same thing the same way all mm -hmm. that period of time. So this is just a, a way to stay current too in terms of whatever activity you have going on right now. So is it safe to say staff augmentation can actually be an efficient way to to gain peace of mind for our clients or for customers? Absolutely. For organizations? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it, it, it's kind of like you become their insurance, right? Mm -hmm. You know, something crazy is going to happen in your organization that you need to be able to, to um, 
respond rapidly respond to. rapidly to. Yeah, exactly. And you've got the ability to do that because you know you've got a person or a team of people that can come in and take care of that issue in, in the organization. So would you say there is a, 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 a perfect client for this or like a specific win or organization size or is it kind of across the board depending on needs of, of who would who would benefit most from from this type of offering great question Bennett um, I would say it depends right oh. there's the answer you've back probably back. done that one and before, we're not sponsored right? still I promise yeah <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> the needs are different across different size and types of organizations but the need to have it is not different. Mm -hmm. So as yep. a smaller organization, I'm buying expertise and I'm bringing in um, folks at the right time to do the right task. As a larger organization, I've got the ability to stay current and not just stay with uh, I've got the ability to bring in expertise at, at different times to help my staff, mm -hmm. you know, of folks in the organization. And then there's always going to be different needs in different parts of the organization. We've got, we have a client where we, we've started in one particular division and, and we've been providing services um, to them uh, for three or four years now. And then we go to another division in their organization and they need different kind of help. Mm -hmm. And then we go to another division in their organization and they need a different kind of help. So um, and when you have those decentralized groups, you actually become kind of the, 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 the group that brings it all together to make sure that everybody's doing things the same way or having their needs met. So mm -hmm. there, that's an advantage too. One of the other things, Bennett, that's interesting is um, with one of our clients, and it's one that we worked on together uh, many years ago. Um, they've had a lot of turnover in their yeah. organization, and we've actually been the steady voice for them mm -hmm. for six or seven years now in terms of maintaining what they're doing. Their people have come and gone during that process, but we know what needs to be done in their organization can help meet their needs. And in, in that example, we actually know their processes before they do because right. we've worked with them consistently for so long and they've had the turnover we're actually helping the uh, other the new individuals on the team understand their processes why they do what they do what they do around learning and compliance because we we have that information because we've you know been support for them for so long yeah and, and uh, going back to what you said earlier Tim about insurance mm -hmm. you know, that's a perfect example of Yes, this uh, that type of a, a situation. Wh whatever partner you may have, services you know to help augment your your team. It is a comforting feeling to have someone to go back on. But insurance, to me, you know, you call an insurance company because something really bad has happened. So it is a little bit of insurance, <laughs> but at the same time, it's. I think the best way to to position it as an organization that is you know hiring a firm to help them do that is to treat a little bit like insurance but also treat it as an extension of your team absolutely you know, go to them regularly with um discussions around maybe not even around system but just the overall um strategy and, and just so they know and understand your business so they're not just waiting for your call but they're proactively working with you to do those things that maybe come up and put out those fires that that come up but also really help be a strategic partner with you as you as you look to implement new processes, implement new new pieces of, of functionality, or even just uh, 
you know, the day to day, the the handling those administrative or um, um, you know day to day type tasks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know we see it with our clients. There are some of them that just want to utilize transactional services. Sure. Um, so that they don't have to build that knowledge in their organization or we can do it more efficiently than they can do it. Um, But then we have other customers that really do um, want us to come in and have those conversations with them and allow us to influence where they're going based on what we know about their industries or their particular problems. And so, I mean, that that just speaks to the different types of needs there are. There's the extra set of hands. I just need more bodies. I just need more Mm -hmm. people to Mm -hmm. keep the things moving versus I need somebody to come in with some direction because this is something we haven't done or something new that we're doing. And I'm looking for your expertise and in your experience with other clients or in, in other industries, and we can bring that to the table. So that's the thing about staff augmentation. It's, I'm not just looking for, you know, a thought leader. I'm not just looking for uh, a, a new person that could be on my team, but instead of hiring them, I'm going to go outsource it. It's really that finding the right way, and I like how you say it with a team of people, that mm-hmm. it's not just you're looking for for one person, you've got a team of people that can come in and help fit your needs no matter what they are, whether they're key, hands on keyboards, whether it's you know strategic initiatives or, or direction or recommendations to the organization, but kind of fitting those different needs at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also have the, um, the ability to bring somebody in from outside the organization that has different eyes. So mm-hmm. not this is the way that we've always done it, but... Mm-hmm. What have you seen in other organizations that can help us um, change our processes or can help us do this more efficiently? You know, it's a it's a well-oiled machine. Yep. You know, when you get it running, um, and whether that's a service that you totally offload to another organization or whether it's just bringing somebody into, like you said, an extra pair of hands to get through a process. And it goes back to, you know, how you set set the stage here, Bennett, is we've got a lot of clients that are doing a full load of work with fewer people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so having somebody that they can they can lean on to with on how can I do this better? How can I do this more effectively, more efficiently, so that I'm reducing the repetitive task or the low value task so that the fewer mm-hmm. people that I have can be focused on the higher value task. Exactly. And I, I think especially in, in learning and talent and, and, and managing technologies and the ecosystem and that it, it requires it requires that team of people depending on what you're looking to do, but also it, it's a really important, um, it, in, in some managed service or, or staff augmentation and, and maybe more general IT or even um, you know, other systems, you, you, you pick up the phone or put in a ticket, you don't really ever know who you're going to talk to, mm-hmm. right? But in this, in this industry and, and, what, and how, we, how we set it up, but I'm assuming how it's set up kind of for other providers as well, is you kind of have to know who you're going to talk to because it's it's more than just a button here or a button there. It's 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 that bigger strategic approach or at least understanding of your business because of how these systems are so flexible and compatible to very specific processes and needs. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think it, it just helps add that extra layer to your team and extra support to your team to, to be able to do that. Um, one last question for you, Tim. Um, when, when I'm looking, or when, when an organization is looking to to do this, uh, what are some things they need to look out for or, or think about from a 
cost or budget perspective to be able to, you know, I, I always like the, a, a great solution is going to be expensive, right? A, a bad solution is going to cost you a fortune. I, mm-hmm. I like that saying. And, and so, you know, sometimes when people look at it, wow, it's, it's, this is a lot to, to bring on a team of, or, or a, a staff augmentation, potentially, depending on, you know, what resources you're looking to augment or what team you're looking to replace. But all the services that it provides, all the support that it provides, how do I, it, it, do I compare it apples to apples or how do I can kind of compare that, a budgetary perspective on, yeah, if I'm looking for that type of service? That's the big challenge. Um, you know, what's the return mm-hmm. on the service that you're going to get? Um, you need to look at the service levels that the organization is going to provide. Um, you need to understand the billing mechanism or the cost mechanism mm-hmm. within the contract because that you know different organizations could do it based on ticket level or hours of effort or different um different measures there i think the other thing that you're looking for is um somebody who you know who you're talking to mm-hmm. so um you know people have had different experiences with with outsourcing and such but um it, it's you have to remember who's going to be utilizing that service, and that's an extension of your team in doing so. So you're going to have to have that team be able to talk as you in your voice um, in order to represent your organization. So I think that those are things that are that are critical. I have one more, and this is something that you know I do here. Um, you know, I lead our, our a large team here at Blue Water, and it's. Part of it is if we're looking to potentially, you know, go out and, and look for augmentation versus just hiring, I'm looking at how quickly am I going to need the person to be up to speed and enabled? Is it somebody that I have a time that I can train and invest in the person before I need the expertise? And usually if there's no, I don't have that time to invest, to onboard them and to, and to get them trained up, then it's okay. If I bring somebody in now and I don't have to put that investment in how, what kind of return and how quickly am I getting it? So -hmm. it's kind of measuring what do I got to invest and how long is it going to take me to start getting a return on hiring versus bringing in somebody shorter term, uh, or quicker, should I say. And so that's kind of where that balance starts to play in for me. Great. Uh, great thoughts. I, I really appreciate, you know, everything that, that you know, Tim, obviously your expertise and, and how we sh- how we structure that, but also what's going on in, in, in the world of learning and talent and how, how organizations are kind of pivoting right now as they as they are focusing on, on moving forward and moving the business forward and, and getting out of, of either a slump or, or a, a revolution or, you know, things have changed, obviously. So it's, it's important to, to kind of stay in front of, of these things. So thanks, Tiffany. Big thank you to, to Tim. You're very welcome. If, if, um, if you'd like to know more about um, our thoughts, especially around our, our Blue Water Assurance offering or any questions on what we talked about today, Feel free to like and subscribe and comment on the podcast or reach out to myself or Tiffany directly. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, we are on our website, easily <laughs> easily findable um, there. And, and Tim, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll put Tim's cell phone number on the, on the description. I'll give him my address, too, just in case they want to swing yeah. by and have a conversation. Anytime, day or night. He's a night owl, so like 3 a.m., <laughs> give him a call. It's my time. Yeah, that's when he's really, really focused on uh, – Helping, helping solve some, some client needs. It's a, so. it's a 24-7 thing. It is. Yeah. 
<laughs> but no, we, we really appreciate you, you tuning in today. Thank you, Thanks. Tim. It's, it's been welcome. a pleasure having you here and, and taking some time out of your busy schedule. So I hope so we'll do it again. Absolutely. We'll we, see. We, we would love we'll to see. <laughs> <laughs> But thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe us and share us with your friends and colleagues if, if you enjoyed what you heard today. Uh, we'll be back next week as we talk a little bit more about analytics and reporting and, and how our, our decision analytics framework impacts clients and, and kind of the, the overall look and feel of that. So we'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Good luck sleeping. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>